Welcome to the Why Not You podcast, where our goal is to inspire, teach, and elevate your personal journey. Our heart-centered guests love sharing some of their life-changing aha moments, hoping that it might be of benefit to you. We welcome you to the Why Not You podcast, and today we have Randy Wilson with us. Let me share with you a little bit about Randy, and then we will get to our discussion. Randy is a husband, father, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and a results coach. Randy, to me, is what I love to share with all my listeners. What I mean by that is he came from very humble circumstances, and he was going through life like we all do, and then life happens, and he had a choice. Randy chose to go a certain route, and that decision changed his life, and now he is a heart-centered entrepreneur, and he wants to give back. He wants to share with everyone what he has learned in hopes that it might shorten your learning curve. Randy, welcome. Thanks, Clyde. Appreciate it. I'm super excited to contribute to our conversation today, and hopefully some folks listening will be able to add some value into their life and help them along this journey that we're all on. So I'm super excited. Thank you. Well, that's true. And I I know that about you and you're a very heart-centered person. Let's talk a little bit about your upbringing, where you got started and where you live and those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the question. The journey has been long and it's never ending, but where I started, I was born and raised in the great state of Indiana. Still live here, actually. Been here. I'm 48 now, so a very long time. Raised three kids. Humble beginnings, like you mentioned, started out in a little town raised in what about an hour north of Indianapolis in a town called Muncie, Indiana. Some people aren't even familiar with where Muncie is. Obviously, that's where I grew up. So it was it was a great little town, hardworking. We just went to school, did what we needed to do. And when we got out of school, it was a matter of just figuring out what was next. And that's kind of how my journey was. If you're familiar with Hoosiers or basketball or Indiana, anyways, it's into basketball, right? So Hoosiers and basketball is kind of synonymous. And that's kind of what my journey was, is that was what I wanted to do. I got really into sports. I wasn't great in school at all. I didn't necessarily like school. And it was more probably the subject matter because now I actually love learning more so than anything. But anyways, I so I wasn't necessarily picking up with the school thing. But anyways, sports was kind of my outlet. I was a decent athlete. We were in a county school. So I, for a competitive standpoint, I did pretty well. Went through the entire high school and my thought was because I didn't necessarily know, is that I was hopefully going to go play for a school somewhere, right? Go to college. That was going to be my path. Because like I said, my grades weren't very good. I wasn't expecting to get any type of opportunities for the school side. What, uh, what sport did you kind of excel in, Randy? Basketball and baseball. I was probably better at baseball, but I loved basketball. So you um, wanted to go play for Bobby Knight. I did. I did. Right. There was actually a gentleman, Matt Painter, the head coach at Purdue University, actually went to my high school. He graduated in 89 and I grad, no, 88, 89, something like that. He was, I graduated in 93. He was graduating right when I was coming into high school and Bobby Knight was coming to the gym, Gene Katie, all of the big schools, especially yes. the ones in the state were coming to our little high school to watch him play. His name is Matt Painter. That's what I wanted to do. So I got super excited about that potential. Problem was, is he was six six and a point guard, and I was barely six foot, and I just didn't quite have the skill level. Let's just put it that way. So I had the dream, I had the drive, I had the desire, just not quite the skill level. So as I got through high school, and I did pretty well, we did well. 
But at the same time, when I realized and got to the end of my journey with the high school, I realized that my skill level wasn't going to get me to the next level. And that was a huge disappointment because of all the effort and the dreams that I had for that to happen. And so I didn't know well, what I can relate to that, Randy. <laughs> I was five yeah. foot eight. So I had the desire as well. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't work out that way sometimes, does it? Yeah, they listed me at six one, but I can remember that day when they listed when they were measuring me and I was obviously I had shoes on and I was stretching as high as I possibly could. But yeah, I was sick <laughs> on a good day, especially on bare feet. So anyways, so I, then I got, where'd you go? What, what happened from there? Yeah, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And that's just kind of my story. As I've met into some adversity, I've had to pivot and pivot fast. My initial thought was I was going to join the military. I was actually in the process of getting, going through the recruitment process of joining the Marines was very close. I probably visited a couple of times to the local recruitment office and I was very close to having that happen just for the simple fact that I didn't think that I was going to get accepted into college. I had submitted applications and one of them I did was the local school in Muncie, Ball State University. I actually submitted to them and it was simply just because they were local. I didn't necessarily have a desire. It was something I just did basically because my guidance counselor told me I should. So I did. Lo and behold, I got that letter in the mail that said I was accepted. And I could not believe it. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, I was just blown away. I couldn't believe that they let me in. Anyways, so they did. So I kind of pivoted at that moment. I decided I was going to go the school route, even though I didn't necessarily care for school. But you're 18, whatever I was at the time. Kind of when everybody did. Yeah, more exactly. than the, more than the military, was. right? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I did. And what I can say came out of that experience was the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is I met my wife down on campus at Ball State University. And her and I have now been married for 26 years. We've married or we've raised three awesome kids. So that experience, I didn't graduate from college. That's kind of there again, the school thing that it wasn't me. We actually both dropped out of school and just went to work. We just decided we were going to be together and we went to work, which leads me to the next part. At early in that decision of her being her and I being together, we had decided we were going to have her stay at home with the kids, which meant that I was going to be the one working, which was fine. That was the agreement. I worked in retail. I started in, in high school and actually my dad worked for the same company, local chain, family-based business called Marsh Supermarkets based out of Indianapolis. My dad actually worked for them for a long time, 20 plus years. He's the one that actually helped me get established in there. But yeah, the grocery business is my background. That's nonstop. Um, so it was nonstop. So as you can imagine, I think through holidays, right? So holidays in the grocery business is a very busy time. So yeah, life was just chaotic 24-7. But I was okay with that because that was the trade-off. My wife was home raising my kids. I thought I was doing what I should be doing, which was working, barely making ends meet. But at the same time, working, grinding, moving up the corporate ladder. But where the pivot next came was I actually had made it to being a store manager at a local store. And what happened was that they came in one day and decided to close that location. And I had put my entire life, my blood, sweat, and tears into making that store work, right? From a store manager, you're responsible for inside and out for obviously the numbers, the profitability, the staff, everything. And I was working all day, nights, weekends. It didn't matter. I was putting it all, all on the line. And to have them come and just quickly, it was just a brief moment, they came into the store and basically pulled that rug out from underneath me. And that was the moment that I realized that I wasn't in control of my destiny, that it didn't matter how hard I worked, it didn't matter what I did. I, at the end of the day, I was still a number 
And that was a very rude awakening, which led me on to the next journey. So when I realized that I wasn't in control, I wanted to know why. I wanted to know why, what all that effort basically was just being thrown away, really. I didn't understand why I was working so hard and getting very little out of it. Once again, I had a great family. My kids were doing fine. We lived in a nice home. Everything was okay, but it wasn't the experiences that I was looking for. And I wanted to know why. When I realized that I was not in control, I was trying to figure out what I could do to get that back. And the only thing I could think of to do was to go to the library to seek answers. And the ironic part is that, as I've mentioned, I didn't enjoy school. I'm not a great reader, but I knew, or I just had a feeling that was going to be the place where I would find the answer to those questions that I was having at that point. And so I did. And so I went to the local library. It's just a small library, not big at all. Walked in and I couldn't even decide, or I, I didn't even know where to begin to look. That's how <laughs> I, I, I think we've all had that experience. Yeah. So the only thing I could think of was the personal finance section. That's those two words or terms, right? Of that phrase. That's the only thing I could right. think of was to go look. And so I did. And I stood in front of that huge bookshelf with books everywhere, right? I mean, left, right, front, back, it's all over the place. And the book, Retire Rich, Retire Young by Robert Kiyosaki jumped off the shelf at me because that's exactly at that moment, that's exactly what I was looking for. What you needed. Yeah. That's exactly what I was looking for. And so I grabbed that book and I went home and I just started diving in and I was blown away at the terms, the concepts, the ideas, the mental shift, all of those things, all of the things that I was looking for was inside of those pages. And so that I began to be very curious, but then I also became very frustrated that I was never ever exposed to any of this before through my upbringing, through my schooling, anything. So I was a little bit of both. I was excited, but then I was also frustrated, but the excitement kept me going. And one thing that Robert shares in that book was his, his belief of the power of personal development. And once again, I had never heard that term before. I didn't even know what that meant. And he described a program called Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale. And I had decided as I began this journey that when I was exposed to something like that was like somebody was, it was like almost like a suggestion, even though I didn't know Robert. I mean, so when I was exposed to something, an idea new, I was going to just go down that rabbit trail and see where it took me. And that's exactly what I did. So I went from there. I purchased that program. Back then it was, everything was on CDs. We didn't have the digital space like we do today. So I actually have a CD set right up here on my shelf. Anyways, one of the originals that I bought. So I would just devoured it. And when I was exposed to both sides of the financial education combined with the personal development is when I absolutely started to grow exponentially, not in my, not only in my financial life, but in my personal life with relationships. And obviously my finances began to get better. I have since then left the corporate world and obviously started my own businesses. I have my own investments. I'm encouraging others to do the same. And so it just is compounded strictly just based on that one instance, basically, when they took that store away from me. And then I went down to the library and found those that book, number one, The Retire Rich, Retire Young. And then I just have gone on this journey on and on to the point where the part of the frustration part is I was trying to figure out how and why no one had ever shown me any of this before, from family to friends to coworkers, any of them. 
And what I discovered is in my journey, I started to share what I was learning with my father because he was the one I was really frustrated with. But I, we were, we didn't have a great relationship, but we had, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. He pushed me really hard in, in sports. And so when I realized that I wasn't going to go further down in sports, he, I think he was a little bit disappointed in me. But anyways, that's another story. But what? As I was learning, I was so excited. I didn't know who to share it with. And so I started to share the concepts and the ideas and the principles with him. And one night he got so excited. He called me. This is a little bit down the road in the journey. So I'd already been starting to make some changes. Things were starting to go pretty well for me. So he was actually starting to take some notice as well and started asking questions. I started to share. He then asked me, he said, Hey, can I come over for a second? I've got something I want to show you. And I said, yeah, come on over. So he came over and he had a manila folder probably about a half an inch to an inch thick of just papers that I didn't know what that was. So we went in and we sat down at the table and he opened up this vanilla folder and what it was potential deals that he had scoured the internet. This is there again is the beginning part of the internet. But anyways, he was scouring the internet and looking for real estate deals or business deals or whatever. And he had this vanilla folder full of potential deals to look at. And he was so excited. He was giddy sitting at my kitchen table. And what I realized at that moment him sitting across from me at that table was that the reason why I wasn't being shown was because he didn't know. He was learning things, which was fun because I was teaching him, which was encouraging him to go out and learn and try all of the things that I was beginning to do as well. So unfortunately, he passed soon after that discussion at the table. So I didn't get a chance to see him take that information and go further on in his journey But what I've done is since then is I'm just on a mission to try to give as much of that information in a way that it might resonate with others, right? It's a lot of the information is readily available, but somebody might resonate with my story or how I present it. And it's just a matter of it's some key basics, right? Some basic principles that if you can apply in your personal development journey and then include that with some financial education, I'm living proof that your life can be 100%, a million percent different. By the choices that, by the choices by you the make. Choices that you make. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the people that you surround yourself with and the information that you're consuming. So it's super exciting. And that's where I'm at today. Randy, our journey is very similar in many ways. And I can remember picking up a Robert Kiyosaki book and it was Cash Flow Quadrant, where he explains the difference between the person just being an employee and then going to a self-employed or a sales type of a person, and then to a business owner, and then to an investor. And I mean, when I had gone that same route, and it was so impactful to me, I didn't read either. I mean, in high school, I went to the back of the book and read the summary, and that's what I wrote down to my to my teacher and whatnot, to, just to get out of high school. But now I'm a prolific reader and it's been these discoveries of thought leaders and thinking differently than I was, than I was taught on the farm. Very similar as your dad and my dad. I mean, I had a great relationship with my dad. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be in business. He didn't know any of that and he couldn't help me, but he just loved the fact that I went out and tried some different things and got out of the proverbial box, if you will, and went out and explored and did these things. And so what you did is, I think, is so honorable and so cool because 
you now have the ability and the experience to share some of those, you mentioned pivots all the time, those pivots, making the pivot, making the choice. And we all have a choice. And I remember reading in, gosh, it was Stephen Covey, where he talked about there's stimulus and there's response. The stimulus to you was getting fired that day or the closing the store, whatever it was. And then there was a response. And he said, and what Covey talked about was in the center of stimulus and response is a moment in time. Sometimes it's a nanosecond. Somebody hits you in the face. That's the stimulus. And then there's the response. You swing back. But in between that stimulus and response is a period of time where you can make a choice. Sometimes it's a nanosecond, like I said, and sometimes it's five years, 10 years. But you have a choice. And that's where the growth is. And what you did is so cool because you got punched. You got sucker punched like everyone else in the world does. That Life comes at us. But you made a choice to better yourself. So I just, I love your story because I think it's so typical. And most people have, we all have a choice. And those choices that we make are pivotal in your words. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to do so because it's it's very much a passion of mine at this point is that I'm trying to figure out ways to give back. I was just at a, an event just over this last weekend and the person that was hosting the event put something in perspective for me that I'm very much a visual learner. So there again, the reading and all that, I'm not, I'm, I can hear things and consume it very quickly, but then also visual. And he put things in a visual context for me that is exactly the path that I'm trying to be on when he talked about focusing on the who not the why or the what. And what I mean by that is going deep and figuring out who you can impact, who you can bring along with you versus the tactics of the what, right? So we there's so many different ways to generate income and start businesses and all that kind of stuff. But if I can figure out how to focus on my who, my core community, whatever that ends up being, and pouring into them and having them expand. And as they expand, I can expand. And as I can expand, I can keep, you see what I'm saying? And yes, absolutely. So one thing he also said is that, yes, we all need to generate income. We all need to generate money to pay for our expenses. We all do. So once you get to that point where you can have your income or your, excuse me, your expenses covered, then what do you do? And then that's where coming into the discovery of the who. So I'm doubling down on my who. So once again, for those that I resonate with and want to learn more, that's what I'm here to try to accomplish is to share that it can be done, that it doesn't have to be hard. But if you don't know, then you can't make different choices. I think folks would make different choices if they knew that there were options. So it's like the movie, The Matrix, right? Taking the red pill versus the blue pill. If you don't know that there's options, you don't know what choices you actually have. And so you feel stuck, which is exactly where I was, which is exactly where my parents were, which is exactly where I think a lot of folks are today. 
is they don't know where to go because they don't realize that there's a different option. And that's what I wanted to try to do is to try to show them that there are options. You can choose. You don't need to go down my path. You don't need to go down your path, Glade. But at the end of the day, if you are exposed, you can then make, just make an educated decision and then take a step. And if it's not the right step, pivot. And if it's, you know what I mean? Life is a zigzag. It's not a straight line. No way. Ups, you're going to have downs. You're going to have good days. There's folks that are very much struggling today, but then there's other folks that are thriving today. Why is that? So what I'm saying is that when you learn different things from different people, you can then start making decisions that will greatly impact your life, your family's life, the legacy that you're going to leave for your next generations down the road. And that's what I'm super passionate about. Well, and I appreciate that. On this podcast, Randy, we talk about three different things. We talk about mindset, having the right mindset. And then we talk about having vision, goals, where are you headed? What are you trying to do? And then we talk about habits, the habits of highly effective, productive people. Those are the three key points that I've in my life that I've learned that if you have the right mindset, meaning, okay, in your example, you had the mindset, there's just not, there's something else out there. This is, this, I'm not in control. How do I get in control? Boom. So you went seeking for that. And so that mindset of, Hey, I can do this. And I, and a lot of that for me, and I think maybe for you too, come from sports, because if you're down by 14 points in the third quarter, you have to make some adjustments. You have to make some pivots and do some different things. And that's what you're looking to your coaches for to, you know, give you some guidance because they've already been there. They've done that. And so what do we need to do to win? And so we learn in sports and other people learn in other ways, but in sports, it was for me, it was like, Hey, never give up. Always seek to make those pivots, make those decisions, grit it out. But there's also some mental things that you need to do. You cannot just sit back and expect the gold at the end of the rainbow to just fall in your lap. You got to go put in the work. And that's where I think a lot of people get off the track. It's hard. It's not easy. It's difficult. It's grueling. And you get sucker punched a lot, but you just keep going. Couldn't agree more. And that's where, for me, the effort that it takes to have gotten to where I am now, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but at the same time, the effort that it took me to get to this point was hard. It was grueling and it was challenging, but I would have been doing the same type of work, but just in a different form for somebody else. And I know folks that are just not happy in their lives, just lives in general. And that's too bad because that there, once you said it's a choice. And I'm a firm believer, a dedicated decision, which is exactly what I did when I decided I was going to go to the library that day. I made a decision that this was it. That was the line in the sand. I was not going to go back to where I was. What I can do is control what's coming into my world, into my life, into my head, which then will impact the decisions I make in a moment-to-moment basis, which will then get me the results that, like I said, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm super excited about where I'm going. That's the hope that you love to share. And I call it heart-centered entrepreneurs. Uh, you want to give back. And I appreciate that about you, Randy. And thank you for that. If you could just give one piece of advice to the folks, and I think you already have, but if you could give one piece of advice, one nugget that you feel has 
had one of the largest impacts in your life, what would that be? Really, it boils down to the what I really try to convey to others is that if you can really comprehend the, the importance of understanding financial things, so find it, your financial education, whatever that means to you at whatever level, studying and dub- doubling down on your financial education and working on your personal development just as hard at the same time that where those two pieces of information and knowledge and information and activity and all that, where those converge at the very point, that is when you're going to start seeing some exponential growth in your life. So I would encourage the listeners to find their mentors. They can be living, they can be past. Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale, uh, some of the greats, Zig Ziglar, you name them. They don't have to be living. You can learn wisdom from folks and that's exactly what I've done. I've tried to download their wisdom into my brain, and then I've tried to apply those things in my current circumstances. So that's what I would do. Draw that line in the sand, make the decision that today's the day. And it can be as simple as going to the library, just like it was for me many years ago. So that would be what would be my encouragement at this point for today. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Randy, so much. And it's been a honor and a pleasure to visit with you today. I really appreciated your pearls of wisdom. So thank you so much for being with us today and all the best to you. And I'll put in the show notes exactly how to get in touch with you and if someone's interested. And I know you would be more than happy to share with them some of the books, some of the things that you, decisions that you've made that might help them. So that'd be fantastic. I appreciate that very much. We'd like to thank our guests for sharing a part of their experience with us on this episode of Why Not You. Also, we'd like to thank Mix It 6 Studios for producing, editing, mixing, and creating our great music for this podcast. But most importantly, we'd like to thank you for listening. Be sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode of Why Not You. See you next time.